after a dynamic event in Denver, Insights Marketing Day is back and headed across the pond. Insights Marketing Day London is a one-day event packed full of industry-leading speakers providing essential tips and tools to improve your company's marketing. From social to web, blogging to podcasting, we'll cover a range of topics that need to be addressed for a successful, comprehensive, and interconnected marketing plan. We'll talk big picture with strategy and annual content calendars down to the granular level micro actions so you leave informed and inspired, ready to change your marketing actions. Insights Marketing Day London will be in the heart of London on January 30th. You don't want to miss this event. Visit insights-marketing.org and use code PERCH, that's P-E-R-C-H, at checkout for 20% off your ticket price. See you there. Hi, I'm Priscilla McKinney, host of Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. Today on my show, you're going to hear from one of my friends and fellow road warriors and uh, fellow foodie, and the list goes on and on, but um, we are still in a locked relationship here where Adam Warner owes me a scotch egg. So welcome to the show, Adam. <laughs> Thank you very much, Priscilla. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, hello, hello to everyone out there as well. So before we dive into things that are you know of actual professional consequence, let's talk about the scotch egg. Oh, the Scotch egg, yeah. Yes. What do you want to know about the Scotch egg? Well, the, I just, the finest you know, Scotch egg in London. I know exactly yes. where that is. Okay, and we're going next time, and we'll be there in uh, in January on the thirtieth. And I'm telling you, around that next trip of mine to London, you, me, in a pub, Scotch egg. Perfect. I look forward to it. That'd be great. It's like my perfect afternoon. Okay. All right. I love it. So let me tell you a little bit about Adam and then Adam, you tell us a little bit about you, but Adam and I meet each other on the road all the time. We are foodies. So usually our conversations are like, yeah, yeah. Hi, how are you? Where are we eating tonight? (laughs) But Adam has worked in communications in this research industry for more than a decade. He was doing the marketing and digital communication with SOMAR. And if you don't know what SOMR is, it is the Global Association for the Data and Insight Sector. But now he's over leading content and PR over at Keen as Mustard, who is, I I, I refer to you guys a lot as my counterpart over the pond. So (laughs) Keen as Mustard, now we've got a great partnership going together. But Adam, tell us a little bit about your day-to-day. What are you doing um, as the content provider over at Keen as Mustard? Okay, yeah. So I, I've been at Keenest Mustard for, for about four or five years now, so it's quite some time. Um, and yeah, as you said, I, I lead a lot of the content strategy. So I work with clients, um, I kind of identifying um, what they need to push out, but also looking at kind of their audiences, who they need to be speaking to, um, and then I and the content they should be pushing out that's aligned with their key messaging, of course. Um, and then I also lead the PR. So uh, doing a lot of work in kind of the media and marketing press, uh, both in the UK and the US, and all the various vertical sectors that our clients work in. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a funny one because we work specifically work with uh, data and insights companies, uh, but because they uh, have work in a number of different sectors, kind of what we do is actually very broad, almost very broad B2B PR itself. Um, so yeah, that, that's... That's what I do here. A lot awesome. of on the phone trying to sell in pitches. <laughs> that's, that's what I spend my time doing. So 
Adam, you and the whole team, Lucy, Simon, Jennifer, on and on, we have come together uh, under the umbrella of Green Book, and we have put together now the new and improved, can we say that, version 2.0 of Insights Marketing Day. So tell us about your involvement historically with Insights Marketing Day and what it was meant to do. Yeah, so we we started working with Green Book um, a few years ago now, I can't remember exactly when, on Insights Marketing Day because they were interested in doing something in the UK and you know it's absolutely our wheelhouse we are marketing for the insights and data industry uh, so it's, a, it's a, like a no-brainer in terms of you know fit so for a few years we were we were helping Green Book run IMD in the UK and now it's kind of moved on to yourselves and us uh, you know sharing UK and US and you know, traditionally what we've always tried to do, and I think, you know, it's really the significant advantage of IMD is that what we try and make sure that we're doing is giving people practical advice, kind of work, presentations for their kind of marketing. Because there's a, there's a lot of very small companies, agencies in the insights industry, uh, particularly in London and the UK, where it's, it's like a team of 10 people. There's there's no marketing person per se. Um, so, you know, you end up with either like a, like a researcher doing their marketing or the CEO doing the marketing. Uh, <laughs> both, so, both, both of those propositions are incredibly frightening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what we try and do is we try and provide content that, you know, the very next day that there, there's stuff that they can apply mm-hmm. to their marketing um, to their communication. So make sure it's, it's really practical and that's what we've always strove to do. Right. Well, you and I are on the same uh, uh, platform speaking and say, or maybe I'd say soapbox really, because I've heard it from you, I've heard it from me, is this concept that market researchers are incredibly bad at, number one, doing market research on themselves as an entity. Number two, marketing themselves. And what's interesting, yeah, they're not marketers by trade. They are market researchers, but their very core industry serves marketing. And it serves brand insights and it serves to push brands forward. But many times these, either these bespoke small agencies or even the larger entities that are serving, you know, providing data and insights, it's like a case of the cobbler's kids who have no shoes. Absolutely. Why do you think that is? Because you've been around SOMR and many of these other, you know, with Green Book and SOMR and a lot of these other, you know, uh, associations for a lot longer than I have. What, why is that? I honestly don't have an answer for that, Priscilla. I have no idea. It, it does seem crazy. It continually seems madness to me mm-hmm. that their business is kind of symbiotic with marketing teams. That you know they're providing the data in which marketing can make decisions. Yet they don't. Mm-hmm. There's there's not much uh, exchange between right. those two those two industries. And right. you know we come across people all the time. You know, we're working with kind of CMOs, and they go, "Well, our CEO doesn't believe in marketing." And I'm like, "What do you mean? I can't." <laughs> I don't understand. Like it's not like Santa Claus. Right. You know, it's not. It's a. Th- it's a real thing. It's an objectively real thing. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's proven to work. So right. I don't know. It, but it. It is a very. It's a very odd. And I. I'm not entirely sure why. I think part of it could be you know researchers. A lot of researchers, particularly quant researchers, um, very analytical guys, um, and they don't. There's uh, that creative. Right. Elements they don't mm-hmm. quite get sometimes. Mm-hmm. You mean um, there's going to be feelings involved? <laughs> yeah, 
exactly. Well, there are bits in marketing that you you need to take a leap of faith sometimes. Right, and for I, sure. There's a lot of more of that soft kind of approach, whereas like I do think that that's a really good thought. Is that they take this kind of hard approach of like, but what are the facts? But we all, you know, even researchers, you know, should know intrinsically that we, as much as we think we're making decisions on facts, people are not. We're making our mm. decisions based on our emotions. And that is kind of like one of the first tenets about insights. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I also think for, for a lot of agencies, um, a lot of agencies do very well without it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And they do because it's quite a social networked industry. So there's a lot of word of mouth. There's a lot of referral. Um, and I think what happens is that when business is going good, going well, people are like, well, we don't need, mar- we're doing really well without marketing. Um, and then what happens is that they suddenly, they lose a big couple of big clients or something. And mm-hmm. then they're like, and that's when they come to us. Right. Usually too late. Right. Because um, <laughs> you really should be thinking about marketing when you don't need to do it. Right. Oh, that's totally true. And let me throw another one in there. Adam, you tell me if you see this a lot. I have companies coming to me who had very, very successful, never did traditional marketing in that sense, always, quote unquote, word of mouth, it's always the best, right? Yeah, but that lasts only so long in terms of putting a face to a company. And there are these companies that, you know, there's the top two guys or a guy and a gal at the top who were the founders. Usually it's a founder problem. Mm. And they want to retire, they're done, you know, but their book of business and their relationships really either they have also aged out or they've not transferred that mantle properly to the new team up and coming. And so now without marketing, there's been no codified way to really make a, a transition in leadership in the company. Yes. And at and the same time, while all that's happened and those people have, you know, become these industry giants, well, the industry also has changed. Even the buyers now are coming in and that younger cohort of buyers are coming up and they don't work that way. They don't work based solely on relationship like that. And so it's really a whole new world. And for a company that wants to stay in that kind of a prime position as the data insights provider of choice, they've got to really think about their leadership structure and how marketing fits into transition concepts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is it's a, this is an industry that, that works, that is almost driven by thought leadership and credibility and knowledge mm-hmm. and expertise. Right. So you, you do see it a lot. And it's sometimes, and certainly what you, as you were saying, you know, it's a very well-known kind of head of a company. You know, they're the ones on stage doing all the talking. Right. Uh, they're writing all the, the articles. They're, the, they're getting all the coverage um, and all the exposure, um, and then, as you said, when they want to retire, you've then got a, got a company that has no, almost like no personality in it, in the sense <laughs> of no like face to it. Right. Um, and you also see, I, I've also seen it sometimes with other agencies where they will assert there'll be a certain team member who who again does all these things, and then they they leave, they go to another company, and they've the the their old agency has invested so much time and energy in making them, you know, the expert of this thing. And then they go to another right. company and they lose oh, all that. Yeah, um, that's that, a total well, nightmare. Yeah, but there, there are some, there's, I think there are a couple of good companies, particularly in the UK, that 
kind of recognize this. So there's a company called North Star Research. Um, and what they do is they provide their kind of younger researchers the time and the resource to do I don't, vanity projects is probably the wrong word for it. Yeah, um, yeah. Pet projects, do, we would yeah, say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Do those projects, you know, they they help them get on stage. They give them a voice within the company. So then you've got this whole raft of younger uh, younger researchers who are becoming quite well known. Now, some of them, of course, are going to go off to other companies, but they're also the people that are working with clients Right. Um, the gap between the client and that level of expertise is quite short, which I think is very reassuring to a client. Uh, plus, it also makes sure that you're investing in kind of youth right. um, and making sure that when senior people leave, you're not you're not putting yourself in a in a poor position in terms of thought leadership and credibility. Well, I love the way you said it. I've never thought about it in this way is the idea that it's a raft. Because, you know, people talk about a cohort. That's not as that really doesn't conjure up an image. But really, marketing is supposed to keep your company afloat during highs and lows. Yeah. And a raft is really a great metaphor for it. That's <laughs> super great. Hey, you listening to this podcast right now. Did you ever think, man, there's so many kick-ass market research podcasts. I wish there was some sort of an award for them so I could vote for my favorite. Well, you're in luck. In partnership with Greenbook, Little Bird Marketing is excited, well, actually ecstatic, to announce the first ever annual Market Research Podcast Award. Nominate your favorite Insights Industry podcast from now until February 15th. From February 16th until March 31st, vote for your favorite podcast in the Insights Industry and bestow upon them the title of MR Podcast of the Year. Don't forget, Submissions are due for nomination by February 15th, and the winner will be announced on April 15th at Greenbook's IIEX North America in Austin, Texas. Visit littlebirdmarketing.com forward slash MR hyphen podcast hyphen award. So what would you say about people who are maybe on the fence about coming to Insights Marketing Day? Like, I don't know if it's for me, you know, how is it really different from other MR events? Kind of roll that roll that yeah. together for people. Yeah, sure. I mean, the reason it's different than other MR events is that most market research events conferences, whether it's Quirks, SMR or Green Book, they're talking about methodology, they're talking about techniques, and it's very, you know, those, those conferences are set up primarily to help win business and network and you know establish that kind of expertise and credibility and thought leadership as we were just talking about there isn't a lot of conference content on the more kind of nuts and bolts of agency running mm -hmm. um, and I think that's that's actually something that's kind of missing in the and, and a lot of those people got into the agency because primarily because they were a researcher and then secondarily, then they became an entrepreneur because then they opened up an agency. So their background isn't even in marketing. Yeah, exactly. And like a lot of these people, just, you know, they've, they've got some good ideas. They've got some good methodology. They're, they are experts. But then that whole area about kind of, yeah, the running an agency, marketing communications and, you know, general business development and stuff, they're kind of missing. So this is the this is hopefully where IMD fills that gap. And I, I, as I said, like what I think is the most valuable thing about it, if anyone's on the fence, is that you will have something you can take away the next day, which I think is really important for these right. kind of 
So when someone wants to get started in marketing, let's kind of move away a little bit from the Insights Marketing Day, but you're a content expert, you're a PR expert. So what do you see the common mistakes being where people just like, okay, I want to get, you know, our research firm started in marketing and then they get going. I know that they get very overwhelmed at first, which is why they usually don't start. But let's say they start. What are some of the key mistakes you're seeing people make when it comes to PR? Oh, there's, there's, there's really is like quite a few of them, I would say. I mean, one I've already mentioned is that you, everyone starts it too late, starts mm-hmm. the process too late. But I, I also think, you know, when we come onto clients, there's a couple of very common elements that we see. I mean, the first is the fact that the fact that you exist as a company, no one cares about, right? And <laughs> the fact that you have a company is not newsworthy, which seems to be like a weird thing that people need to get over mm-hmm. it's very simple to me but that's it's a common thing that we have mm-hmm. um and i also think that i don't think and i i bring it kind of bringing it back to imd is that what we're doing at imd in london is we're really looking at identifying who you need to talk to and how to talk to them and that's doing a lot of kind of persona work mm-hmm. and i think understanding who your clients are and those personas and you know what their challenges are what they're reading um, how they like to get their information, how best. Like, I've been at Keenest Mustard for four or five years. I've seen perhaps two clients that have done proper persona work. Mm. And, you know, as marketeers, for us, you know, persona work is really kind of 101 stuff. Absolutely. Um, but it, how little it's done is, is, is quite shocking sometimes. Right. And I also don't think that people pay enough to what their competitors say, and they don't do it in a way that is kind of distanced to it. Um, because market research is, is kind of is a hyper-competitive uh, industry. You've got a lot of companies doing the same thing or very similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel a lot of people, when they're producing content for their organization, they're kind of working in the silo. They're not paying enough attention Mm-hmm. to what their competitors are saying so they end up putting out stuff that's exactly the same right <laughs> the same line. and they're not spending they don't spend enough time like with some good critical thinking and understanding you know linking content to their values and making sure that what they're saying is they're finding a different they're finding the gaps and they're, they're finding the difference in their own yeah. organization well, two, three, and four that you mentioned really roll into each other, and they 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 create this vortex that is you know horrible marketing. But this where you started with like they're sending that wrong message. This kind of I love what you said. The fact that you have a company is not newsworthy. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna put that out maybe on a card or something <laughs> yeah. like this because we joke around all the time. So I am not writing on your website the year you were open. Nobody cares. You are the only, literally the only person on this globe that cares when you actually <laughs> open this business. And yeah, exactly. it, it's that kind of thing. But it is be, they do that. Because they don't know the audience, they haven't taken the time to figure out who it is that they're speaking to and who their products and services would be most relevant to. And this, this I can't even tell you how many times it's happened where I've talked with a, you know, prospective client and they've told me about, oh, we're amazing, we're the special snowflake, we're so we're not like anybody else, blah, blah, blah. And I do a simple two-minute, you know, Google search on their competitors and I'm like, oh, so it's like this, but okay, how is it different from this app? Or how is it different from this tech? Or how is it different from this agency? Oh, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that happens all the time. And also what we find as well when we do, we do kind of quite big strategic setup phases where we mm-hmm. really drill into the stuff. And, you know, we'll be, say, we'll be going through competitors and the, our client will be going, no, you see, they say that, 
but they don't, we know that they don't actually do that. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if they do that or not. That's their message. Right. And as right. a new client, you don't know that is not going to be the case or not until you're their client. Right. Um, so it, it's, it's, taking, it's taking a step outside of it and like viewing it as a client would view it, but not leaning on your insider knowledge. Uh, too much to just say oh that company they say they do that but we know that they don't we know that we're better than those and they go well they're a very established company and you're brand new so you've got a lot of work to do in order to get that point which you know I am a social scientist by trade so it's just this you know this is so so funny this is also a basic tenet of market research an emic and an edic view like don't take don't look at the world your worldview from your side of the table and marketing is about looking at the world from you the consumer side of the table and it's just like that is also another basic tenet of market research that somehow goes out the door when market research agencies want to look at marketing. It, it's just really uncanny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap up with this. I'd like to hear, you know, a little bit more about Keenest Mustard. Tell people about how you guys are different in the way that you specifically are geared toward the market research industry. So how do you guys actually bring data and the love of data to PR and content and strategic plans? What, what, what's the yeah. Kena's Mustard brand promise, really? Well, yeah, we're, we're, a, we're an agency that was set up with this exclusively to work with data, basically. RMD Lucy was the global marketing director at uh, Research International. Uh, for any older researchers listening, <laughs> you probably know who those guys are. Um, when she was in that role, she found that she was having a lot of difficulty finding agencies that PR or branding that really understood the industry um, and really understood how to use data. And we, we see it a lot. Um, there's, there's a lot of very similar branding um, in the, the market research industry. We, we have done some work. Everything's a globe and it's blue. Um, <laughs> and you know a lot that of the time that hurt a lot of people just went out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah change up guys change up change um up. kind of the core difference with us is that you know the, the majority of the people that work here have been in the research industry for a long time myself as as you mentioned at the start i've worked for smr i've been in the industry for for 10 years uh, lucy's been in the industry for 25 uh our design lead our art director simon Again, he's been in the industry for 20. Um, so we are embedded in the industry. We know the industry. We've been working with agencies for, for 13 years now. But we also know how to use data and we know how to fill in those gaps and you know work with our clients to make sure that the data that they're pulling together for PR is fit for purpose because there's a lot of considerations you need to, to think about in, in terms of that. Um, so we, we've just got a lot of a lot of experience within the industry and really embedded in it. So also, yeah, our MD, our Lucy RMD is on the SMR council mm-hmm. as well. And she was previously uh, the rep in the UK for SMR. So we're, we know the industry like no right. else. Well, and you, it kind of goes to your point at the beginning, you said one of the big mistakes people make is that they start too late. Well, then when you do want to start, it is really frustrating for people to go, oh my gosh, I got to spend a year explaining to you what market research is. 
what what data is, what what exactly we're doing. I don't even care if it's quantitative or qualitative. When you've got to take all the time to educate a marketing firm on the ins and yeah. outs of what you do and who you serve and why you serve them, like what what they really want, if they've never seen those personas, it is such a long battle. So I love that. Keenest Mustard has yeah. that knowledge, that industry space. If you are starting too late, guess what? Now you can shortcut the, <laughs> the startup. So that's that's a huge, huge benefit. So I will just plug Simon Dunn. Uh, you mentioned yeah. him. Uh, and I've shared the stage with him many, many times. But he just came out for Insights Marketing Day in Denver uh, this last year. And uh, he really talked. He talked about nitty-gritty. He talked about just design tips, like thinking about not only your one cheaters, maybe your case studies, maybe your white papers, maybe your presentations, maybe your website. He really took down and really walked people through basic steps, like a couple of like, I think it was like even eight takeaways that they could go back and evaluate any of those graphic elements that they're using as a company and immediately improve it. And so it was very tangible. So I love that about Insights Marketing Day. We're going to be expecting more of that in January, on January 30th in London. Um, That can't be bad. It's going to be in London. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, so is there one other like practical tip or is there a different speaker you want to kind of highlight? Um, Or what what is Keena's Mustard bringing this time that's super practical and applicable? Well, yeah, I mean, we've got a couple of things. There's I certainly want to, like, obviously Lucy is uh, presenting as well, and she's looking at uh, building kind of messaging frameworks from kind of company values and behaviors, which I think can be really, really uh, useful and valuable. Uh, Simon is also speaking as well, I believe. Mm -hmm. And again, I think, I'm not sure if it's the same, but the design secrets he's doing, I think there is, I mean, actually, we've got some really good content coming up. We've got Tom Ewing. Uh, who used to be at System One, and he's oh, yeah. he's a guy that he's one of the few guys that seriously gets research. He's a he's like a, a right and left brain guy. Mm-hmm. He's super creative, a fantastic copywriter. God, a he's great such a content. good writer. Yeah, he's he such is. a good writer. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but he but he also he's got that analytical side to him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a bit of a polymath. That guy. He's speaking. That's be great. Um, and I think what we. In London, what we try and do is we have a uh, a client panel. So we've got people from Philips, Unilever, and Brown Foreman from their insight teams that run those insight teams. Um, and they're really going to be talking about how you get in touch with these guys, how you contact these guys, what are they reading, what do they want to see from agencies. And I think that's that can be a really eye-opening uh, thing as well because we have so many clients that are like, we just want to speak to CMOs of Fortune 500 companies. <laughs> and that's, that is <laughs> Good it. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, well, that's where everyone else wants to talk to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, and I think what these, these the client panels do is they give you a few different strategies for contacting these people. Because often, you know, you know, CMOs are like heads of insight teams, super busy. And it's usually, a lot of the time, it's the juniors that are coming to them with the new stuff. Um, so I think it's, but that's, super interesting when you're working out your targeting um what who what kind of publications you should be targeting and things like that or what kind of content you should be producing i think that to understand from the horse's mouth as it were how they bring in agencies and clients and how they learn and how they how they you know get exposure to new methodologies and techniques Mm-hmm. That is really invaluable. And there is talk about like persona work. You get to see, you know, the, the the client panel is really 
here, here are your personas. L- listen yeah. to what it is they say, what they want, how they like to digest information, how they like to get calls, how they like to get emails, or how maybe they don't like to get either one of those. So it's almost like, um, dare I say, maybe a, it's like a persona petting zoo. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a real life experience. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell them we won't pet them, I promise yeah, you. Yeah, okay. We'll let them know. Um, okay. But of course, you're also doing kind of persona work as well, right? So building yeah. personas to drive revenue. So it really is It really is a day that's going to help you work out who you need to be talking to and how to talk to them. It moves that like soft, gushy, squishy idea of marketing. Like that's what researchers think it is. You know, it's like, oh, it's just loosey-goosey. No, it's not. It really can be data-driven. It really can yeah. be analytical. It really can be very deep. It just has to come from your client's perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, okay. And one more shout out for Tom Ewing. I'm so excited to hear him speak and a little bit of a fangirl because, which he would be, he's so shy that that he'd be like, okay, that's weird. (laughs) 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 Like the last, like, uh, you know, investigative journalist of insights. (laughs) That's how I see him. (laughs) And interestingly, he started in the industry on Lucy's team and the marketing team at Research International with Lucy. He's a junior. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. That's super cool. Well, it's going to be a great time. Make sure that you join us in uh, at the end of this month, January 30th, uh, for Insights Marketing Day. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And Adam, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about that and also about the amazing things going on at Kena's Mustard. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. It's lovely to chat to you again, Priscilla. Yeah, Thank yeah. Okay, Scotch Egg, though. Scotch Egg. Yeah, of course. Holborn Dining Room, Priscilla. That is the oh, place. is that where we're going? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll, oh, we'll put nice. the link here in case anybody wants to join <laughs> yeah. us, too. It'll be a whole... We'll, we'll add that on as a pop-up to Insights yeah. Marketing Day. <laughs> awesome. From all of us here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.